What's up, comic book jerk fans? It is the comic book jerk for our live Ghostbusters special podcast, and I brought back Brian again. What's up, Brian? What's going on? I look pretty dark. How you doing? You looking pretty, ah, let there be light. pretty dark. And I also got Justin here. Say what's up, Justin? What's up, Justin? So what time is it, guys? It's time to kick that music. Music. Oh, Trolls, don't adjust your keyboard. You're about to watch the Comic Book Jerk Show. Surprise! If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? So, yeah, I kind of did a little something with the intro there. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but, yeah. I had a little, I liked it. I, liked I had a little extreme Ghostbusters in the mix and kind of dilly-dallied it in there. So, yep. I, like I mean, we're back. Busters, so we are back it's okay. <laughs> Anybody commented yet? We have any anybody saying, what the hell was that? Uh, just one saying, okay, then. So, Justin. Say hello, everybody. Feel free to chime in to the conversation. We love to have you. Justin, I'm cutting to you because we, we usually go through this whole uh, DC rebirth thing every week. So we'll, we might have to cram pack next week's episode in with, with, with a little something or, or do a special podcast to kind of get over the fact that we didn't read this week's comics yet. I know. Well, I haven't read them yet, but I'm really excited to. Two of my titles that I'm really excited for that were released today were Birds of Prey and Hellblazer, a.k.a. Constantine. So I'm really excited that he's got the Hellblazer moniker back, you know, Constantine, kind of going back to that old, you know, pre-New 52 style. So, and uh, I'm loving Huntress's costume, I'm not going to lie. So... <laughs> Brian, I'm really when, excited to dig into those. When was the last time you you read a comic book? I remember when you were doing when you're doing the sequel to to your Army of Darkness thing. I was like, yeah, here's a whole bunch of stuff you got to read. Did you ever get through all the Blackest Night series and everything? Oh God, no, no. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I read, uh, I go through the big stuff. I go through like the time tested stuff. Um, so I think the last thing I read was actually was it. Was it Watchmen? Like the, the original Watchmen? Like probably like two years ago, three years ago. Well, so, before the before the the actual. Before, oh, okay. No, it was longer than that. Okay, no, no, it was. It couldn't have been Watchmen then. It's been a while though. It has been. So yeah, we got a, a jam packed episode this week, and I think we're gonna give away some stuff. So let me go ahead and uh, and kick us into our title sequence here for the Funko Pop Ladies of the Week. And gentlemen, do not adjust your speakers. This is not a test. So usually what we'll do is we'll talk about uh, new and upcoming or even different Funkos, but there's going to be so many with the San Diego Comic-Con going on, like pretty much right now, that I can't Dude, really Dude, I'm looking at all those statues and stuff coming out. I mean, some of that stuff, like the previews they put are amazing. And I've just started getting into statue collecting with um, uh, purchasing the Black Canary Sideshow format. For my fiance and her birthday, because she loves Black Canary, I love Black Canary, so I thought, why not? It's kind of a win-win. Um, when that comes out in May next year, we will definitely have to do an unboxing of that. But I always love, I think I get more excited seeing all the new action figures and uh, yeah. you know, toys that are coming out from Comic-Con and anything. Like that and movies, of course. Yeah, definitely a lot of exclusives. So Brian, what are you giving away this week? <laughs> 
Well, uh, let's pretend that there's something right here in front of my face the size of a Blu-ray. Uh, I'm actually going to be giving away a uh, limited edition uh, copy of Marvel Zombies vs. Army of Darkness and Ash vs. Lobo and the DC Dead, the two fan films uh, my crew and I at WTF Law uh, put out. So, you know, high definition, 1080p, bunch of extras, everything we had that we could cram on there. Best quality you could possibly see it in. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll, we'll tell you how you could, can win that in, uh, in a second. But first... I have seen Ash the uh, Lobo versus Evil Dead, and it's amazing, guys. You will love it. But as I was saying, first, I've got a black and white Loki this week. It is a black and white Loki. And it also have Thor, because you can't have Loki without Thor. So, you know, one lucky commenter or share or liker or however we decide to, to give them to them, we'll get to take these either and keep them in a box and slam them together... Or take them out of the box and set them up. So you, you'll get Thor and Loki. But that's not Woo! all. That's not all. What I'll also be giving away is, since I have a couple of these, you'll, you'll get the Batman versus Superman. And the way that we'll be doing this is uh, we'll be picking out uh, at random, you know, whoever's commenting and liking and, and sharing and Twittering and tweeting. So many chances to enter. Just just tell us whether you would like a Blu-ray or the Funko Pops. So basically, we'll split it. We'll split it in two, Brian. We say we'll split it in two, and one person will get the Blu-ray, and one person will get sure the Funkos. Say so that Sounds works good out. Then maybe later on, you know, we might throw out T-shirts and stuff when we get some made. Who knows? Just depends on if people will actually watch, share, like, and tweet whatever they're watching right now. But we'll announce that next week. We'll go through the comments section. Uh, Justin, any comments so far? Uh, well, about regarding our show, um, technically our show is Slime and Marshmallow Pack today, which sounds disgustingly enjoyable. And um, also, you know, some people are commenting they want the Blu-ray. Ryan wants the Blu-ray. Thank you, Ryan. Just make sure we'll get the full details on how you can win that beautiful Blu-ray uh, if anyone wants those pops, too. So, And uh, Will wants a Funko. So we're going to have a lot, of, uh, a lot of competition here for these things. I think we should give them... You know, make a give them a week or so to you know enter into this so that other people can share. Because you sure. know, there's a lot of people. You know, it's a little late right now. Some people it's past their bedtime, but they may want to tune in for some afternoon comic book jerk when we share this video and uh, recording later. And so, now we we, we got to be clear. We want to make sure that they comment on the actual thread uh, on comic book jerk's page. Yeah, we're going to be making a thread, guys. Don't comment in this video. We'll be making an actual thread where you can enter in. Um, make sure to like and share the page and, and get your friends involved. And uh, there's a you know better chance for you to win, too. So. And since I'm running all this crazy baddie software, I got I pretty much got the bat cave. I got a monitor here, a monitor here, and a monitor right in front of me. And then I got a microphone up in here, so... Yeah, I won't be reading the comments. That's why Justin Justin over here is doing that. And then Brian, I guess you're over. Hey, Brian. Anyways, let's let's get. I don't in, do shit really. Let's let's get into the nostalgia of Ghostbusters. Now, instead of like comparing the new movie with the old movies, let's kind of compare it a little bit with with the cartoons, man. Because we all know that the cartoons was the thing. And you're the man to talk to, Brian, when it comes to the cartoons. So. I well, yeah, I guess I am. That's uh, that's definitely going to get me laid. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> girls, if you want to talk about the real Ghostbusters, I'm your man. So anyway, uh, yeah, the real Ghostbusters. Talk Slimer to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now that cartoon was amazing. Uh, you know, I think it was. I was first exposed to Ghostbusters through the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, and that was probably back in '87, uh, like when it first aired. Um, and the first few seasons of that show are, are really, really solid. I actually uh, watched them again recently, maybe six months ago, the first couple of seasons, and they hold up uh, more so than almost any other cartoon from that era. They really hold up. There's some really witty writing in there. The comedy is spot on. Uh, you know, I mean, in, in, in some episodes, the, the comedy actually rivals what they did in, in, uh, in the films. 
um, to a degree, you know. Uh, they they really knocked it out of the park. And then it executives kind of interfered with it and, uh, you know, wanted to go more kid-friendly, well, less with the scary from, stuff. And from the old wise tales that I was, I was reading at today, apparently – Bill Murray actually contacted the production team and said, uh, yeah, why, does, "Why does my character sound like Garfield?" And then, then it was like, "Okay, well, we'll get rid of that guy," which probably a bad idea because years later, it's almost like Bill Murray Lorenzo was mocking music. him. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lorenzo Music was that his name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lorenzo Music. He but, passed away a number of years ago, but uh, yeah, no, he was awesome. Oh, they actually did a skit in Rick and Morty on that, didn't they? Remember, yeah, they did. They that, did. That was true because mm-hmm. it's weird that, that even though so many years ago Bill Murray's all like, well, he'll sound too much like Garfield. Years later, he voices Garfield. So I don't Ironically, know. Ironically. Yeah. yeah, it's that's very ironic. And not just one or two, but three. And like the other wise tale is if you want to get Bill Murray in on a job, you pretty much have to call him up and leave a voicemail. <laughs> and then he'll get back to you whether or not he likes the project. But, you know, I thought that was interesting. And with... with the new Ghostbusters, they actually had that episode, which we'll check a, check a clip out, where they're actually making a movie of the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes you wonder, is the real Ghostbusters, did they pull it off when it comes to doing their own thing and separating it from the movies? And and if you think of it as a parallel, did the real Ghostbusters come before the Ghostbusters movies when you think about well, it? Well, if, if you want to go canonical... Uh, and I mean, they, you can't really. The real Ghostbusters isn't canon with the films, but if you were to consider it canon uh, as part of the film universe, then they actually it, they came first because in that episode, you know, the whole idea is that they're making a Ghostbusters movie based on them, and at the end of the episode, they actually show clips from the film, and you know, Venkman is making a joke about you know. The, the guy you know that Murray guy on the screen he, there's literally a joke about Bill Murray in the episode so you know I guess it, it technically it came first if you want to look at let's, it that way let's let's take a look at the clip here I, I kind of pieced this together something to to kind of check out here we'll, we'll take a look at that clip and we'll let the fans decide although even though I have this entire bat cave thing going on here um they won't be able to hear it <laughs> so Brian and Justin are left so oh, great hey, Maybe you guys can can inform them on what's going on whenever we uh, show this clip. Oh, sorry, I'm just gonna be dubbing is... it. I'm just gonna be dubbing it in my head, kind of like you know, just watching it and just making them say ridiculous things in my head. So if I start laughing, it's because one of them's talking about boogers. This is when they went to Hollywood. I'd like to welcome you to the studio. Wow, this is really fantastic. Oh yeah, this, this like is great. Thing. Like there's a bit where That's they uh, they get asked to remove their proton packs and they get swapped out with the prop proton packs by mistake. As long as you got the right people to play us, admit it. All right, here's here's the part we need to shh for. Not exactly. Here's the cast list. Here's the cast that they picked. Murray, Ackroyd, and Ramos. Yeah, they they they. Was that a law firm? And that's the script. We'd love your advice as long as we... If only Ghostbusters was really that long of a script. Follow Bob, he'll show you the rest of the (laughs) I mean, if you count with Paul Figg said about that four-hour cut, it might have been. Okay, we've got human stuff to do, so you... And here here they are at the actual premiere. I thought this was pretty interesting. Totally meta, totally meta. I'm going to turn over the next card. Cartoon versions, watching live-action versions. What? I thought this was so clever as a you kid. Know, I was like, <sighs> mind-blown. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought whenever I, I remembered that episode. Out of the seven seasons that they had, I think it was seven, but out of the seven seasons they had, that was the one I remember because it was like, holy crap, they're actually talking about the movie <laughs> so it yeah, was one no. of those that's how a bridge series are made that's uh, <laughs> what juan said um steven says have you ever watched the first episode of the real ghostbusters it actually takes place after the first movie they even talk about the movie and how they had the h the hq destroyed so uh yep. i don't know that sounds really cool though if it was like they were their first and the movie was technically a documentary based on their adventures I mean, that makes sense why they're called the real Ghostbusters. Um, it kind of sounds like the um, the book sequel to Forrest Gump, 
where it uh, starts out with Forrest Gump saying, first off, don't ever let anyone make a movie about your life, because they always <laughs> screw it up. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of funny how that loops together. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think from that clip, I mean, it seems like uh, that they are the real Ghostbusters and everything else is just kind of fiction based off of them. That's the angle they definitely uh, tried to play up, and I think it really worked. Uh, you know, uh, the other reason they called it the real Ghostbusters is because at the same time there was, I think, the uh, filmation Ghostbusters, which was based on a live-action Ghostbusters TV show from the '60s, which is this whole other thing that has nothing to do with Ghostbusters, and it was just like this other cheesy nonsense thing. And I remember as a kid, I would always get it confused in TV Guide. Uh, when I, I'd be like, "Oh shit, Ghostbusters oh, is on!" I gotta. I remember and, that, and it would be this other bullshit. That and it was would garbage. make you, it would make you so mad, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'd be, I'd be yeah. sitting there going, "Oh, real Ghostbusters are on!" You know, that's back mm-hmm. in the day with the satellite. You can go up and down, and and it was like, "Yeah," right, right. and then you you click over to it, and you're like. <laughs> It was the most disappointing thing in the world. Yeah, you guys remember when TV Guide was a thing? That's how old I am. So anyway, uh, I think they yeah. still sell no, those. No, actually, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they're online though now. But yeah, I think Steve was asking about uh, the episode that takes place right after the first film, and um, I think that's the episode where like some like residual ghost energy or whatever is like left on their uniforms. And they end up turning into these like ghostly clones of the Ghostbusters. Really cool episode. Um, their, their proton packs like actually fire like ectoplasm, basically. So the more they get them to fire, the more they weaken them. It's re- it's it's kind of a fun episode. Really cool. Um, hmm. One of the better episodes for now, sure. Now, yep, Steve says you're correct. So, so so do you guys happen to know? Here's 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 a tricky thing. Do you happen to know what happened to the Ghostbusters? After that series was over, do you ever think, like, I wonder what happened to those guys? Well, they, you know, they carried it over to the Extreme Ghostbusters, didn't they? they I they, never really watched it that much. They but. did, but did it ever make you make you wonder, like, because they never really got a proper finale. I mean, admit it, after it turned into the third season, it turned into Slimer and the Ghostbusters. Things got a little slap happy and a little wacky. I mean, you replaced uh, Lorenzo Music with Dave Coulier, and then Arsenio Hall yeah. bounced, and and I mean. Yeah. It, I happen to have a clip of what happened to the real Ghostbusters many years later. Now, we know that, that Egon pretty much took over a new class of, of Ghostbusters, but did you ever wonder what happened to the other three? I'm about to, I'm about to show you. I got a little clip here. What, what's your predictions, though? Like, if, if you had to predict, what would be your predictions of what happened to them? Uh, Bill Murray OD'd. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm going. I'm going somewhere very bad for that joke. <laughs> let's let's cut to Brian. Brian, um, <laughs> since Bill Murray's dead, well, <laughs> where's everybody else? Well, no, I, I've uh, I've actually I think I've seen those episodes of uh, Extreme Ghostbusters, so I'm I'm in on the joke. Okay. So I don't know. I think you should. I think you should roll the clip. Let's let's roll that beautiful Bane footage. Look at that mean face. She's got a mean face. So how did that Hollywood thing work out, Peter? Yeah, that, Ever that sell that idea for another going movie on. about us? We're very close to a deal, but I'm holding out till Brad Pitt becomes available. I mean, check out this job. mid-90s, and I hate conformity. <laughs> and what have you been up to, Ray? Brad Pitt's well, going to play me. I was doing pyrokinesis research at a major university. So uh, I guess they all ended up eating cake is what happened to them. Yeah, one of them has got a quite beer belly going on. Well, Ray was always kind of the pudgy. You mean you've actually built an engine that puts out more energy than it takes to run it? No. I'm sales manager Perpetual Motors. He's a sales manager at a car lot. What have you been up to, Winston? Hey, what's Winston been doing? Now that I've got my pilot's license. Oh, wow, I killed to be a pilot. Well, I'm sure you'll get there someday. Just hang on to that dream, son. They turned the real Ghostbusters into basically a... I don't kind know. Of losers. Well, they, they turned them into, like, old folks' home. The Buster series or something like I don't know, man. Yeah. Like Ghostbusters in the old folks' home, you know what I'm saying? Like they need to have Walker. And it's like, hey, we're in our we're in our mid to late forties, which means we should totally retire from ever doing anything that we yeah, were doing. Yeah, that's kind of strange. You know, right? 
they're and it's just like you know like, I mean, they're not old, old. No. Like it's like they seem like he, one of them is jumping up on top of a car to eat cake. So obviously, well, they're still he's, apparently. Well, his his backstory, since you couldn't hear it, is uh, he's trying to sell the, the rights to another Ghostbusters movies, which apparently he he succeeded successfully by by instead of doing extreme Ghostbusters and making it where you can pass the torch, just completely rebooting it. So, I mean, dang. Why did it have to happen? I mean, for me, I thought it was gonna. I thought I thought the reboot was gonna be like extreme. Are we Ghostbusters. there already? Oh no, we haven't even got there yet. We've got to cover the okay. toys, Brian. Uh-huh. So, did you have any any favorite toys as a kid? Uh, I mean, the the classic, the proton pack and the trap were like my favorite as a kid, you know. Uh, but uh, I always hated the hose on that thing, like the little yellow hose that connected the the the. The, the wand to the pack like would always oh, pop yeah. off one end or the other and then you know I mean once that goes the whole illusion is just gone <laughs> but I remember like there there was like the little toilet monster thing I had all the original Ghostbusters obviously I had this like weird projector gun thing that wasn't in the show at all but was a toy it, like you put like a little slide in there and it would project ghosts on the wall and you would pretend you're capturing them and it was it was really stupid but uh yeah, Ecto One. I think I had. I think I bought both Ecto Ones and like Ecto One A from Ghostbusters Two. I bought that also. What the heck else did I? I think I had like literally almost like everything that they made. At, at, at I had the firehouse. Holy do you shit. remember? Do you remember that car that turned into like a mantis? I don't even remember yes, that. Yes, I do. I did. I didn't have that, but I do remember it. That I didn't have. Oh, and there's there's the slime gear. Now that does not look like a toy that I would get for my child. Like now that I'm looking at it, like if you look at the, at what he's holding up in the air, that just it's inappropriate toys. Slime blower. Yeah, that's inappropriate. But yeah, I mean, like, made from Kenner. What about, oh man, you got you know that a bunch of those are floating. What about around potato after shapes, dude? Ghostbusters potato shapes, man. I'm telling you, dude, it's like like going back to nostalgia all over again, dude. Well, that's what it's all about, the marketing tie-ins, man. Oh, there's there's the pack that you were talking about, the one that actually yep. had the... Yep, that would be it. There it is. Oh, and dude, there man, I swear when I was a kid, dude, the, the coolest kids on the block were the ones with the, with the firehouse. Like, if you had the firehouse, then you were the coolest kid on the block, man. And they were... It's like... I, these, I, <clears throat> these toys These toys for me were, like, really hard to find. Like, these were, the, like, the toys that was, like... Oh, I need to go to Toys R Us, but they didn't have a Toys R Us anywhere near me, man. So, it it was always that I don't know, man. The the toys is what made Ghostbusters, and that's that's the biggest problem with with shows anymore. You don't see them making cartoon spinoffs and and driving it into your kids that you need to get these toys that these are spectacular that like you don't see the adaptations like like. This is why the 80s and the 90s was great, because you had a Bill and Ted movie, then you had a cartoon, you had a, a RoboCop cartoon, and, you know, you had well, the old did, school they, cop they show. They didn't care what they marketed towards kids back in the day is the thing. Like, they would take these R-rated properties, uh, you know, movies that are R-rated, and then they would they would spin them off uh, with merchandise, like aliens. <laughs> RoboCop! Yeah, RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop, exactly. Like there was a there was a fucking toy line in an animated series about a movie where it starts out with a guy getting his head blown off. Practically, I mean. Did anyone have the PKE meter, Chris? I mean, Stephen asks. Yes, I did. Had the PKE meter with the little squiggly thing that turned on the top. Definitely. Yeah, that was the one toy that I could actually get a hold of. I don't know. They they're <laughs> so sporadic. If you could find find the toys, man, and it really brings it back. Oh, the nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, growing up in New York, growing up in New York, it wasn't hard to find the toys. There were so many, like, toy stories everywhere that it was just like, you know. I had no idea you grew up in New York. I'm learning something new every day. Grew up in Brooklyn, Georgetown. But, uh, yeah, no, the toys were... How do you go from one end of the country to the other? (laughs) Dragged, kicking, and screaming. Uh, no, I was I was a kid. I was uh, I was really young, probably like uh, eight or nine years old when I moved to Florida. So, but you, know. you but you remember you remember when product placement was everything's Coca Cola and Crystal Clear Pepsi. Hell yeah, you remember. That's the power of nostalgia, man. It uh, reminds you of your childhood, and you put uh, you know 
an image with a memory together, and all of a sudden it just takes you right back. And you know that's the power of nostalgia. Uh, sight, a sound, a smell, you know, and all of a sudden you're just uh, you're whisked right back. So, I think it is time that we cover our next subject. Dun dun dun! Yeah. Uh oh. The What's Ghostbusters that? movie. <laughs> the reboot. The reboot. All right. I got to say something about this. Um, my personal feelings on the film aside, which you know we'll get into those. There's some really nasty shit going on still right now uh, with with this reboot, and it's it's really uh, it's really kind of disgusting. Um, there's a lot of hate being thrown at Leslie Jones right now. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's ended. I hope it has. Uh, you know, like there's just just there's just so much controversy surrounding this movie that it's impossible to even talk about it without getting you know caught up in in one side of the argument or the other. And uh, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's fair what's happened with this movie. You know, the the film aside, uh, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you order a meal and you don't like that meal, you're probably just going to not eat there again and maybe recommend to your friends that they shouldn't eat there. What you're not going to do is run into the kitchen screaming uh, bloody murder at the fucking cook and, uh, you know, screaming racial obscenities at them. Uh, It's it's horrible. And uh, I don't know where people freaking get off or trolls get off doing this shit, but, you know, it's it's disgusting and it makes me just kind of hate humanity. Um, Dan Aykroyd actually just came out um, on a uh, interview today, yeah. saying, "You know, f any of those people who say anything bad about her, they're gnats." He says they're insignificant gnats, and if you're going to, you know, bash her or anyone, you know, related to this movie like that, then you really aren't, you know, y- you shouldn't be a fan. You know, just just don't even. You know, he basically implied that if you're not gonna like that, then you you're never gonna. I'm never gonna look at you like a fan of my movie either. I'm I'm you know, in the, you're I'm just in the dark. Treat someone like that. I'm completely in the dark on what happened. All I know is one night Leslie Jones is on Twitter and people said, "Oh, they're saying nasty things," and the next night she's deleted her Twitter account and left Twitter. So I don't I don't understand. It got, like it got nasty, man. Like it got nasty. I mean, it, it, a lot of it's just you know, it plain flat out bigotry, man. It's just yep. really sad. I mean, the majority of it isn't even the fact... She's hilarious. I love her on SNL. She I was, was my really favorite thing about the movie. See, yeah, and I've heard a lot... that You know, I've heard the majority of people say Leslie Jones was probably one of the best parts of the movie. I mean, she I think she's great. And I I'm, really am just upset. I mean, this is just people being shitty. Excuse yeah, but, my French. No, there's you know, no call for that. And, and and now the problem is with social media, everybody has a platform to voice their shitty opinion. And you have all these these complete knuckle draggers, basically just slinging shit everywhere and and really hurting people. And I'm look, I'm the last person to fucking you know stand up for anything politically correct. You know, I'm I I shoot from the hip constantly. But there is something called crossing the line. There is a line there, and and a lot of these people are crossing it, and it's just disgusting. And that that needed to be said. Um, all that stuff aside. The movie. So, how do you how do you want to talk about the actual movie? Controversy aside, Aaron. Well, how do you I want mean, to do this? I mean, for me, here's here's what I think about the controversy. The controversy is is now to the point where it feels so played out that it is some kind of marketing ploy to make you not be able to say anything bad about this movie. And that's that's really disappointing. Oh, that's not going to be the case here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's not going to be the case here. We're going to be honest, and uh, you know, I paid to see the movie, and I'm you know, I I have a right to. You know, put my honest opinion well, out it, there. And, it just uh, bothers me the fact that if you say anything bad about this, people want to call you a misogynist. They want to say, "Oh, you hate women." When I went with with my girlfriend, and she even said this movie shouldn't even be called Ghostbusters. It should be called the Ghostbustettes, and that's not a phrase that I coined or even said. But I kind of felt the same way when I left. I was like, "That is a great term to call this movie," because. You know, you there was could've... a severe lack of sincerity in the film. Like it, it, it was kind yeah. of a parody of Ghostbusters. Not, not a, you know, 
that was one of the biggest problems with, was the tone that you know if if you watch the trailers and you kind of got the feeling that the humor would be really lowbrow and kind of like just potty humor and and you know lowest common denominator whereas the original ghostbusters the two, you know first two films were were you know they were dry they were sarcastic they they had a very you know, I'm not going to call them highbrow humor, but they they weren't for stupid people. You know, if you want to put it that way, like you know, you you had to. There's layers to the comedy. Um, I, I, that's what I loved about the original films, and also the, the 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 way they treated the science fiction and the supernatural aspects of the film. You know, very seriously. Um, you know, Dan Aykroyd, to his credit, he he's what. You know, he's kind of the core of Ghostbusters. He's the one who actually, in real life, very much believes in the paranormal. Uh, you know, and and you know, and, in the science of the paranormal and, and all that. And he kept the original films ground. Wasn't Bill Murray the one that said that ghosts don't exist? Like he's the one that put his foot down. They don't exist. Like these. In what the reboot? No, it's just in general. Like he's the one guy that doesn't believe in real life that there is ghosts. Unlike Dan Aykroyd, oh. who believes in crystal skulls. Well, Dan, and, yeah, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's uh, very much you know. Uh, he he he's a believer, you know. That's that's his kind of outlook on life, and that's cool. That's what that's what made Ghostbusters so special. Is you had this side of things where Aykroyd kind of wanted the viewer to believe in the in the supernatural and believe in the in the science fiction aspects of it, and then you had the comedy side of it, which kind of worked against that. And you know, for every scare that was in the film. Uh, you know, there was a laugh that brought you back, and and kind of made you know, kind of put a blanket over you, and you made you feel good, and and that's what was so special about those films. Um, I didn't find that at all in the new one. Um, I never believed what was going on, um, the proceedings, you know, the ghosts, the whole everything was very over the top, very comic booky, very very vanilla. Um, it took no risks. Um, it, it, it just. I, and the, the worst thing, the worst thing was that I felt like it was just like a bombing stand-up comedian, you know, where they're telling joke after joke, and each one is bombing, well, like exactly. one here, after another. Here's here's how I put that, like and it's I, awkward. And and I was explaining this the other day. I, it's to me, I put it in this terms. It's like leaning in, and it's the first date you ever had, and the first kiss you ever had. Getting this close and getting sneezed in right in your face right before you get that kiss. It is like the joke that says, okay, that was funny. Now stop. But you keep going with it. Like it was one of those. So many jokes like that. Exactly. Yep. And there was parts. Yeah. There was parts for me where it's like, you've got to that part. That was funny. That now just keep keep going into being back to serious. Like they would do something serious and it would be ruined by something like, oh, pfft, pfft, that, that's a fart. But it's yeah, a fart it, from it, the front. Literally, <laughs> like. You know? If you had to describe the humor in this film, it is poop and fart jokes. I mean, dick and fart jokes, if you want to look at it that way. It's not, it's, that's the kind of humor you're talking about. Um, and, and they try, and they really try and hit you with it over the head so yeah. hard and so often. And it gets so annoying. It's like, we get it. You're trying to be funny. Would you take a step back and maybe try and, you know, rein me in uh, on the narrative, rein me in on the story? Uh, you know, scare me, uh, you know, endear me to the characters. Do something that isn't just, you know, basically lame joke after lame joke, you know, just all kind of sandwiched together with improv. And that's the film. It's improv, <laughs> so, sight gag, improv, sight gag, improv. So Jeremiah Spivey says, all right, so, but you think br Bad Grandpa was funny? So, so he's. I said it was. <laughs> I like Bad Grandpa. I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm just one of those dudes, uh, and I. Uh, I know. But I, okay, so I get what. But all right, so uh, you know, it's definitely not meant to be Bad Grandpa. But, though, is what I would argue. So th there you go. I mean, look, if I watch plenty of films, you know, comedies that are slapstick humor, that I get, you know, I, I laugh. You know, I mean, what was the last Sasha Baron Cohen movie to come out? Uh, the Brothers Grimsby. I mean, the guy saves like England by shoving a rocket up his ass. Like, it's not a highbrow movie. I laughed. The difference is Ghostbusters. There's there, there's an established tone and an established world that we all fell in love with, and you have to adhere to that and respect that when you go and you make a sequel or you reboot it or you translate it to another I mean, medium. Going in, going in though, I never thought for a second this would be like the original Ghostbusters because I mean I introduced Ghostbusters to my fiance and and it is very dry highbrow humor. 
but I think that that dry hobby of humor in 2016 doesn't catch an audience as much anymore. No, it doesn't. And that's, yeah. and that's why I feel like bringing this comedy to what it is in 2016, I knew that they were going to focus on making it a sci-fi horror comedy more focused on the comedy aspect. Because, I mean, that that's the thing about Ghostbusters. I love it. It's sci-fi. It's got some great jokes here and there. But it's not, you know, a stand-up routine. But then when you get three comedians who have been repeats on SNL, and then you get someone who's a stand-up comedian, and her form of medium of movies is comedies, I mean, that's the inevitable's there, right? The, the, for, the formula for this movie oh, no. was there, too, though. Like, the formula, like you said, SNL alumni doing the film, like, that felt like the formula was there, but the the... I don't know how to explain it, but you know, it, the last... creative team. Let, 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 let's call it what it is. The creative team uh, dropped the ball. Either they dropped the ball, or the studio interfered and messed with their vision. Whatever the case is, the end product that we got uh, on screen is, frankly, unfunny, unintelligible, horribly paced, horribly edited. There's things that just come out of nowhere they com- it completely betrays its own logic in the third act like <laughs> all right let's pretend this movie had a star had a had a had a cast of of all males what i would say is that it is an uninspired bottom feeding piece of shit that didn't need to be remade was remade pretty poorly unfortunately um and and Dragged a lot of talented people's names through the muds and the pro- uh, muds uh, through the mud in the process. Um, I feel really bad for the cast of this film, especially Leslie Jones. You know they don't deserve the hate. Paul Feig and Katie Dippold, the writer and director. Personally, my beef is with them, but I'm not going to sit there and sling hate at them personally. It's just a movie. Like it didn't ruin my childhood or anything. But if you know, if you want me to be honest with you, I think it's a poor film. Um, I-, I think they they were they weren't very. Uh, focused in what they were doing, uh, it never quite it never quite finds its footing. Like I said, it betrays its own logic. It's 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 clinically unfunny. I mean, there are some people out there I guess might find it funny, and you know that's fine and well. For for my money, I didn't laugh once. Um, and you know, I, I I just can't recommend it. The cameos fly in the face of fans of the original Ghostbusters. I mean. I, I, I mean, except for one, which I really enjoyed. Uh, there was one cameo that I, that I really did enjoy with uh, with Annie Potts. Uh, I thought it was a, a clever wink towards uh, the the cartoon series. Um, why, why do you say yeah. that? Why, why do you say? Well, that? she <laughs> she's uh, Annie Potts. Uh, you know, I guess spoiler, but she 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 cameos in the film as a receptionist. Uh, you know, Annie Potts played Janine in the original Ghostbusters, and uh, she's wearing. Horn-rimmed glasses, just like uh, Janine does in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. So I thought that was a clever touch. Um, but yeah, it, it, it just, it, it like you know, like I said, it's unfunny. It kind of felt like an extended SNL skit. You know, the the the, the improving was just painful, really, really painful. Like you're waiting for these people to get done with their improv so the film can pick back up. You know, even though when it does pick up, the the again, the, the what's picking up isn't all that interesting to begin with. Um, it, it, it doesn't take itself seriously, and that's that's you know aside from not being funny, that's its other you know big crime. Um, it's constantly winking and nudging at you and like hey hey get it hey hey get it. It's a fart joke. It's a queef joke. It's you know it's just like oh god you know. It's it's like it's like telling a joke. It's like telling a joke and then being like, have you had enough? Have you had enough? Or or like for me, it was like a poking, like somebody just sitting there poking you. I'm not poking yeah. you. I'm yeah. not poking you. I'm not poking you. And I agree, yeah. it, it needed to take itself seriously at times, and it just, it would take itself seriously, like, seriously, and you'd be like, okay, cool, and then it'd be like, <laughs> I pooped my pants. <laughs> not really like that, but, yeah. It, it was really lowbrow humor, man. It was, you know, it, it, I, I, it was on par with Pixels or worse. I, I personally, I even think Pixels was a better film all around than this. Um, uh, I agree. I liked Pixels, man, and I... I don't know. I just like anything that's kind of video game related. And Peter Dinklage put him in anything, like even Knights of Bad Astem done with him in it. Made the I movie saw that. Great. I saw that. It's it's a heartbreak what but, he did to his character on it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, you know, I, here's the positive thing. There are some positives. Um, you have a, an entirely new generation of, of kids, especially little girls, that you know are going to have he- heroes to look up to. Hopefully, um, I know when I was a little kid, I, I was afraid of the supernatural, and the Ghostbusters were were very much a security blanket for me. You know, it was like, oh man, you know, you can use science to take on the supernatural. You know, and I, I thought that was just such a cool idea. And again, it was a security blanket for me. So if that if it can do the same thing for little girls uh, w- with this film, I mean, more power to it. Um, but again, you have to separate those merits from the film's actual merits. And you know, what it does socially is is different from from the film itself. The film itself is not good. Um, what it represents, I think, it represents some nice ideas, uh, but it just didn't follow through with the actual movie. Uh, for my money, uh, Ghostbusters 2 is, you know, as much as people hate that movie, and I, I hear it constantly, no matter where I turn, and eh, Ghostbusters 2 is crap. That's great. I mean, people think that. I personally don't. I find it endlessly quotable. I think it's a hilarious movie. I thought they introduced a lot of funny new things, especially Peter McNichol as Janosch. I thought that character was amazing in that movie. He's like, every time he's on screen, I'm crazy. You know, he's just, he, he's amazing. Uh, we got a comment. Um, Okay, that's going too far. Ghostbusters wasn't nearly as bad as Pixels. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. Whoever said that, I gotta disagree with you. Totally disagree with you. Ghostbusters <laughs> is a hell of a lot worse than Pixels, man. Uh, let's put it this way. There's a four-hour cut that exists of this movie, okay? Um, I would want to re- that. Yeah, if you want to release a two-hour movie... Uh, you know, they teach you this in film school. It's called a page per minute. If you want to make a two-hour movie, you write a 120-page script. Two times 60, 120. Two-hour movie. If you want to make a two-hour movie, you don't make a four-hour movie and then whittle it down to two hours and expect it to work, because it doesn't. There are glaring issues with the film, aside from it not being funny, aside from the tone being totally off, aside from all that stuff. Uh, there's just complete mistakes in the film that are just you know they're sitting on the cutting room floor somewhere and the film was chopped to bits they should have they should have focused on the movie they wanted to make and not wasted a whole lot of time with all this improving stuff you know don't forget oh, the dance sounds sequence well like BBS. don't forget the dance sequence that amps you up and makes you oh, think that, there's that, about that to totally, be a dance totally... and then it's gone they don't even do it it's like why did yeah. you why did Aaron, you build it uh, up apparently your house is haunted uh yeah. cl- Carissa watched a bowl fly across the room today. Carissa, don't be covering the fact that you threw that at Aaron's head because he said something stupid, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even there, so... <laughs> but here's, here's what oh, I... Oh, okay. okay here's, don't, don't lie. Don't lie. Here's, here's what, I, what I feel about Ghostbusters, too. Like, after watching this Ghostbusters, I came home, and it was pretty much on every channel, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And I happen to remember and like Ghostbusters 2 better than I like the first one because it sets the tone for a lot of stuff. It has more, like, heart to it. It has that music that just drives you freaking crazy with awesomeness because it amps you up before they're doing stuff. They've got all that, that classic music, like, you know what I'm talking about? You know, that, that type of stuff. Like, the music was something that, that, that I liked about Ghostbusters 2. I like the kind of ooze stuff, but something that I'll never understand what the hell happened was, what the hell did you do with the Statue of Liberty after, did you just leave it in the middle of the city? Because right. because the right. ooze the ooze no longer worked after you sent, uh, what's his face back into that, that dark crevice that he was See, in? But no, 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 no. See, if you played the video game, you'll know, and it's canonical to the original timeline, uh, if you played the Ghostbusters video game from 2009, you'll know that all that stuff with the use, the, the slime flowing under the city, that was all part of some other master plan that Vigo was just kind of involved in, but not really the end game. So all that all that slime stuff still worked perfectly fine afterwards. Oh, if you so want to I, I really wish they uh, they would reboot that uh, that that Ghostbusters. That was a really underrated game, in my opinion. Oh, it was so good. It was it was it really was it was really good. A lot of reviews ripped into it, but I thought it was really fun, and I'd play yeah. it again, honestly. And if you brought it back and kind of brought, like, you know, a new RPG aspect co-op. to it, you know, make a twist. Yeah, co-op or an RPG aspect where you're, like, 
maybe the fifth Ghostbuster or something or well that yeah I mean that's what the game was you were the fifth Ghostbuster yeah um, but I mean like it, but make it more like personal not just like you're thrown into this well, movie it would right. like it would have been cool if it, or... if it was multiplayer and you ranked up like I mean it could even right. be be a game where it's or, like you know, not really a first person shooter but a third person where you're you're running around your, uh, your at, photon yeah. cannon to you know shoot better exactly. better accuracy one, one know, side's the ghost and one side's budget. the ghostbusters or something like that that would even be cool but i don't know i do have some positive notes on the new ghostbusters movie like if you do see it it is probably perhaps the best and i i say 3D, best yeah right? it is the best 3D i've ever seen in my life i only, agree i only, agree only in this film have I ever seen them use the black border edges and the letterboxing to true potential. Like, when the ghost pukes, it mm -hmm. pukes over the screen. When the proton packs shoot, they shoot around and up through and around the screen. So this is the first time I've ever watched 3D from a live action mm -hmm. film. I mean, this, this may not be the best 3D I've ever seen, but it is by far the best live action 3D that I've ever seen. Like, I mean, I still have to give it up yeah. to, like, like, Toy Story 3 and all those other, like, animated movies and stuff like that. But for live action, this is exactly how you should have done 3D. And not like that Clash of the Titans crap. That was awful. But this 3D, like, it is the one reason to see Ghostbusters. Like, if you don't see it for any other reason but to be tickled with eye candy, like, it's definitely to see this movie in 3D. And I mean, there is like some of the cool. There was some cool scenes in this movie, like like the whole battle sequence at the end. Like I liked that because it, it was kind of filled with action. You didn't like it? Like they were shooting opinion, all these ghosts, and blowing these ghosts out of hell, and like I I, I I like it if I totally disregard all the logic that and and rules that they set up before it. Sure, it's cool if you totally disregard all of that. But it's totally not true to anything that was established with Ghostbusters prior, including what was established in the in that film. Uh, they're all of a sudden disintegrating ghosts and slamming them into walls like they're pros that, when yeah, they've only caught is... one other ghost. They have only caught one other ghost in that entire film. There's no montage sequence where they're you know time passes by where they've been doing this for a while. They caught one other ghost. Really don't have a grasp of their equipment, right? And they and on top of that. They set up the rules. You have to capture a ghost. You can't just kill it. But all of a sudden, in this third act, they're fucking doing Matrix bullshit. And like, you made oh this movie God. suck so much, Brian. Thanks for having having viewer <laughs> viewer logic because it, it's just about as stupid as as watching the first Ghostbusters and somebody telling you they don't really do shit in this, but they actually do. My, everyone who everyone who doesn't God. know, Brian is a filmmaker, so he's looking at this from you the do filmmaker have, aspect. You do and, have to and catch I totally the ghost. respect that. Oh. It makes and I so love, much sense now. I love listening to Brian talk, you know, from the uh, filmmaker's perspective, too, because it really gives us viewers' perspective people, you know, a new outlook on all this. I, I, I think ultimately the problem with this movie was that Paul Feig and the creative team were relying on a lot of improv uh, for the movie to be funny, and I think they just kind of saddled the actors with... with uh, uh, basically, with a with a lemon of a script, they didn't have much to work with, and then it was just like, okay, well, you know, improv, it'll be funny, and you 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 see what's left on screen. It's like they're trying as much as they can to to get a laugh out of you, and that's why the film feels like that. It feels that way. I don't think they had a very strong script. I don't think they had very strong direction. Um, you know, and, and they went into it the wrong way, uh, frankly. Um, I mean, maybe Paul Feig might have might have done a better job if, if, you know, if given a little bit more time, or maybe the studio was interfering. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I've privy heard to these rumors things. of a uh, extended cut for the DVD release. So, the, yeah, which is apparently the thing like. to do these days. Well, that's the best way to sell the DVD is to tell people that they didn't pay to see the full thing when they went to theaters the first time, well, which is frank. well. Pretty pretty soon you'll be buying a Blu-ray and you'll have to pay like four ninety nine to watch scene eleven or scene twelve. It'll be just like downloadable content. Oh, you've got yeah, the right? movie now. We've got an additional twenty five minutes that we just shot just for this movie, and that's I, I think silly. It, I, I think to close out my thoughts on this movie. Um, if you're going to be one of those people that's going to trash it without having seen it, do yourself a favor. Either shut up or go see it, so that you have you know uh, you know something to stand on. Because otherwise, you just sound like a like an idiot and a bigot and you know, all that other nasty shit. Um, I think also I think if you have kids, 
I think this movie ultimately is for kids. That that's that's the the bottom line. Um, you know, if you have kids, I think there's going to be some additional enjoyment there for you because you're going to see how much they're enjoying it, and you're going to remember your love of the original Ghostbusters. And there's going to be this generational thing that happens, and I think it can kind of work in that regard. If you're just an adult that's a Ghostbusters fan and you love the original, and you thought the trailer looked bad, I can promise you the movie is not going to win you over. And 99% chance, if you didn't like the trailer, you're not going to like the movie. But that doesn't mean you should go out there and just trash it, you know, completely without having seen it, or, you know, attacking, you know, the creators on any kind of uh, level, because that's just so horribly wrong. And, uh, yeah, shouldn't do that. It's messed up. You know, movies are, that's what a movie is. You know, you you take a gamble, you know, that you pay it, you pay to go see the movie at the theater. And if you like it, great. You tell your friends about it. That's how movies do well. It's, you know, word of mouth. Oh my God, this is so good. Just like this thing we're going to talk about very quickly soon, Stranger Things. It's spreading so much because everybody's like, you got to see this. You got to see this. You got it so good. You got to see it. And that's what Ghostbusters doesn't have going for it. It's, it's, it's like the best it's got going for it right now is like, well, you should see it if you want to have an opinion on it. Mm, you should I've see if you have I've always the same kids. issue that um, uh, BVS had. You know, a lot of people dogged on it right before it even came sure. out, and that caused a lot of, you know, and, and people at- who hadn't seen it to bash it. And then a lot of people who were like, "Well, if you don't like the, if you're not a comic book fan, or if you're not a true fan, you're not going to like it." And yada yada yada. Same deal. It's just a vicious cycle of Hollywood. Completely, and I think those same people that didn't like Batman versus Superman, where they're claiming, "Oh, you know, it 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 betrayed the core characters." That's not my Superman. That's not my Batman. I mean, their 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 complaint with that film is the same complaint hardcore Ghostbusters fans. Mm, you know, the, the not. <laughs> That's what I say. Everybody I mean, that doesn't like Batman uh, versus closing, Superman, uh, look you crazy. Closing thoughts on a positive note, so we'll just close this Ghostbusters thing on a positive well, comment from uh, from well, one of our viewers. Sure, that? the movie had some fart jokes, and yeah, the villain was bland whenever his actual actor was on screen, but honestly, I did find some of the jokes funny. I liked the cameos, even though I completely missed the Harold Ramis cameo, and I was interested I... in the main character's uh, Holtzman was hilarious, Yates was pretty funny, Patty was pretty fun, and Gilbert I could honestly sympathize with. Uh, so I guess, you know, there are some people who still do like this movie. And, and that's fine. So, and that's perfectly fine, and we love having different opinions about movies just like everyone will. No, so, we don't. Juan, you're stupid. And you're, movie, you're a bigot and a misogynist. And no, <laughs> no, none of that. Just playing, dog. <laughs> just playing. <laughs> Humor, guys. He's always out watching the show. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. All right, so let's transition to something that well, I have just well, fallen in love with yesterday. Let, let me let me give my final thoughts on on my Ghostbusters opinion here. Here's how I feel about it. If you want a movie that you want to watch in 3D for eye candy, this is it. If you want a movie that you'll watch one time and never watch again, probably it'll probably be this movie. And I mean, the sad part is that. Between the three of us, you and Justin was the ones going to see it. I was the one that was going, I'm not going to pay for it. But yet, I seen it was in 3D and there was only one showing, so I was the first in line to see it. Now, there was only four other people there, and it was just me and somebody else. So, I mean, you got to think that's got to lay the, the groundwork for how people actually felt. If you go into an empty theater to see a movie, then that, I mean, I've seen, that there's a whole There's a whole Twitter feed of just people putting hashtag theater to myself. And it's just all of them exactly. by themselves. In the Ghostbusters that's, that's, movie. That's not a. It's not a rumor. I've heard. I, I mean, I've I've read articles where like people are saying that like, oh, that's just like some nasty rumor from people trying to like, you know, rag on the Ghostbusters. It's not. I was there opening night. At, there were like six people in my theater. It was it was really empty. Um, <laughs> so. So that that sums it up for me, Justin. I don't know. You you still haven't seen the film, and I actually applaud you for for like standing your ground and like I'm not gonna see it. Congratulations for not seeing it because me and Brian seen it. I mean, I'll, I'll eventually it see it. I <laughs> just seen... won't see it for movie theater prices. Let's put it that yeah. way. I will probably red box it just so because you know I I wanted to have an opinion on this going yeah. into this podcast, but honestly, I also just kind of like being the neutral party here. So. <laughs> So, I know we were going to move on to bigger and better things, which next week 
we may we may just have to get into this a little bit more in depth but this is definitely a series that you need to see I mean honestly that even from the opening title sequence I have to say like it reminds me of old school V like you remember well, it's, it's yeah no totally I mean the, the credit sequence is, is ripped right out of a John Carpenter movie it's got shades of like it's got shades of the Terminator credit sequence with like the letters like passing in front of the uh, in front of the camera um, but the but the actual font style and, and, and the music is very John Carpenter like seriously like heavy John Carpenter um, I think the font is the same thing Stephen King uses on a lot of his books too if I'm not mistaken it's probably the font of a lot of horror things. Honestly. Yeah, it kind of looks yeah, like uh, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, and it's a very '80s, '90s yeah. uh, intro for sure that uh, I really like. And uh, this That's movie, I mean, let's just be—I mean, I, maybe we should just save this for next week because there's a lot to talk Not, about. Yeah, stuff. yeah, and I, I agree. Only four episodes in, but um, we'll talk about this next week. But so far, I'm only four episodes in, and absolutely love it. Um, it's and I'm not big on horror films, you know. I'm not like a horror film junkie, but I love this. It's like E.T. if it was written by Stephen King, you know. I mean, that's a perfect explanation. Yeah, it's that's... really fun, and I think that anyone who loves sci-fi and loves horror, there's something here for everyone. It's it's Stand um, by Me breaks into uh, X Files for me. Like I thought it was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Stand <laughs> by Me, but no, it's X Files. But no, it's it's E.T. But no, it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But no, it's nothing to do with aliens. But <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's like this pastiche of all these things that we remember. Exactly. Uh, and it does it so well. Whoever came uh, up with the idea to do the music like they did, like that's the best part about this show for me, is the music keeps me into that mood. It keeps me into that yep. oh, it's got that, man. Like who's who is writing that's this synth music? Synthwave, yeah. It's it's probably the uh, only T V show that I ever thought give me the soundtrack for and I'll just listen to it on a car ride to work. It just gives you that paranoid feeling too sometimes. I mean, I've gone, like this show has like always got me like, oh man, this is great. And then the first five minutes I'm like, nope, turning on all the lights in the house now. Yeah, it's a creepy show. They really nail the horror and the kind of the sci-fi and the creepier aspects really, really well. There's a few good jump scares there too. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, we, we definitely need to to uh, talk about this next week because we're going to go on about how much we like it to the point that we're going to end up spoiling stuff, and we'll wait for Justin to see the thing. So, <laughs> so you guys yeah, got yeah, four episodes? I mean, listen, dude, I started it last night and I'm already halfway through. It's not that hard to binge watch. It's really good, and it's not something that I feel like a chore to binge watch. I'm like, oh man, next episode, next episode. Screw it. I can get. I can wake that, up on four hours. That of was sleep. me. That was me the other day, like one hour of oh, sleep. It's so good. So, it's any so final good. thoughts really for the night, guys? Uh, final thoughts. Don't be a jerk to people who like Pokemon Go. Um, I've I've <laughs> encountered a lot more. Dude, I've encountered a lot of hate for just wanting to play this game. Uh, but at the same time, the majority of the people love it. Uh, be aware of your surroundings. Is Pokemon it because you're Valor, Pokemon. though? Because you Valor people are No, absolutely bags. not. I'm Mystic. I'm Mystic. Okay, don't be a Valor prick. That's that's final thoughts. <laughs> I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my final thoughts to plug my shit. www.youtube.com forward slash wtflol82. Twitter at brosenthal82, brosenthal82, and facebook.com forward slash wtflolyoutube. We uh, we got a lot of fun stuff on those uh, websites for you peoples. Mostly fan films and shorts and skits. Check them out. They're uh, hilarious. They're hilarious. Or just tell me to shut the fuck up and that my opinion sucks and my work sucks and I shouldn't have an opinion on things. Feel free. But uh, yeah, yeah check, Brian, check Brian it loves it when you hope that his cat dies. Like he he's always dreamed of being that director where you'll just Twitter him. I hope your cat <laughs> dies. You know. That's, that's I'm just, the American I'm, dream. I'm just clamoring. I'm clamoring for that moment where I can, you know, be a social media rock star and have people, you know, slam me you, with... You just, know you've made it big when people just go out of their way to slam you for your work. You know, that or slam you for the color of your skin or your gender or, you know, whatever. Religion, creed. That's yeah, that's how you know when you've made it is when yeah. you're crying on Twitter, unfortunately. Yeah. That's why you turn to Twitter. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. My final thoughts is I really have nothing the more to plug. You know. 
Because if you're listening to this podcast, you already know about YouTube.com backslash comic book jerk, YouTube.com backslash comic book jerk gaming, YouTube.com backslash WTFLOL82. And I'll double plug you, Brian. And then there's always Twitter oh. at comic book jerk. Little and, box stuff. Yeah, Facebook at comic book jerk. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to tell you, but uh, the Comic Book Jerk Show is a proud member of the Kentucky Funko League of Awesomeness. We're also sponsored by Harry Go Toys. Check him out online. And Big O Box of Stuff, which is a big old bunch of stuff tailored to whatever you want, whatever you like. Fill out the survey, you get a big box of all that cool stuff that you like. Um, uh, that's all I've got for the day. So, I guess, what what time is it? Guys, it's time to kick that chicken. Is, is it time? Music. To kick? It's time to, time to <laughs> we'll kick. get there, Brian. We'll get there. All right. You got It takes some finesse. You got to say it like this. All right. Time to kick that music. Kick it. Kick the music. Kick the music, guys. Pros don't I guess. Keyboard. You're about to I guess this is where we just kind of like talk Surprise! over stuff. Always that yeah. time where we talk over kind of stuff. That's yeah, like at the end of the uh, talk show where the camera's pulling out and the you know the people prepare like pretend to like have a conversation. Really, they're just like, oh man, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. I literally <laughs> just said that last week. Oh yeah. But like guys, Melinda Trump. Guys, won't you leave? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I got my Trump today. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like this new intro. I wish that I could cut the intros oh, every man. week or whatever we talk about. Right at the end of our show, we are literally kicking the music. Oh, dude, I I, I completely feel like like one of just got caught cheating. I just got caught cheating. I'm gonna kick it right into my bed. Good night, guys. All right, man. Night, Peace. everybody. Hey, Justin. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you know that. You know we're still live, right? We are. Yep. Uh, hey, next week we need to uh, talk about that Star Wars Rebels. Yeah.